in the word of God we see the phrase come and see in couple of places in the scripture and every time we come across this phrase this phrase we find there is something interesting and something amazing going on that's the reason people are asked to come and see people are invited to see something that is worth watching as something is going on over there so we come across the, this phrase in couple of places in the word of God for example when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary as the word puts it visited the tomb of Jesus Christ early in the morning they were amazed and they were all filled with anxiety as the Lord's body was missing there on that morning so they were kind of you know anxious to know who has taken the Lord's body and the angel of God suddenly appeared to them and told as we read in Matthew 28:6, he is not here for he is risen as he said come see the place where the Lord lay come see the where the Lord the place where the Lord lay that means there is something significant has taken place just at that moment and as Mary and Mary Magdalene they were so curious to know what has happened to the Lord's body the angel of God appeared there and invited Mary Magdalene and Mary and other Mary and the angel told them come and see the place where the Lord's lay Lord 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 lay come and see come and see so wherever come and see is seen we we see something significant taking place over there on another occasion when Philip got the call of God to follow him word of God says God Lord Jesus turned to him and he spoke to him and he said follow me and the moment Philip got the call of God in his life he went to his friend Nathaniel and he went to Nathaniel and said I found the Messiah I found Lord Jesus Christ and immediately Nathaniel said to him can anything good come out of Nazareth can anything good can come out of Nazareth and Philip answered him saying again come and see come and see Philip saw Jesus Christ and the moment he realized that he is the Messiah he couldn't contain that within himself he went and he told his friend he and the moment he came to know about it Philip said come and see you may not understand what I'm talking about you may not have any clue about it at all but one, one thing you can do you just come and see what's going on there you know yesterday we spent some time you know wherever I, I was preaching I just basically you know talked about these two occasions where we see come and see in the word of God and today morning I want to turn your attention to the third instance where someone asked to come and see this is an incident that took place in the life of a woman from Samaria Bible calls her a Samaritan woman Samaritan women but I guess before we even get there you know in these three occasions where we see the Word of God is saying come and see you know there are various people involved in one occasion one or two occasion we see even Christ is involved in one particular occasion Christ was risen already you know today 
we see as these people they were willing to go and tell someone else and they were willing to invite them to come and see and i was just trying to reflect on my life on these instances and many times we are not able to tell about christ at times i feel we are not able i'm not able to go and tell somebody that you can come and see because i feel i don't have anything to tell i don't have anything to tell we are not able to tell others you know if we don't experience that within ourselves i'm sure philip the moment he saw him he just got a complete picture of messiah in his life and that's the reason he he was you know carrying that picture and he was trying to invite somebody else into it the moment samaritan women she saw she met jesus christ she couldn't contain that within herself because she started experiencing christ in her own life at that moment at times we are not able to tell others if we don't have anything to show them as a evidence of our encounter with the lord jesus christ now i want you to think about it you know with the you know, with giving a practical sense to it many times i'm not able to tell christ to others because i don't have anything else other than knowing that he is god he came to this world to save the sinner and probably he has saved me at some point of time i, I don't have anything else to tell what else i can tell about christ many times we don't see anything we don't tell anything because i am not experiencing christ in my life i know that i have given my life to the lord but i'm not experiencing christ in my life so i don't have anything else to tell them and you know some other time we feel that i know that i have christ within me but i don't see any evidence to show that to somebody else i can i'm not able to tell my life look at my life christ has come in my life and he is alive in my life i'm not able to tell my life as an evidence i'm not able to show my child and tell him see he is a godly child i have been he has been growing as a godly child my son or my daughter i'm not able to give an example i'm not able to show any evidence you know probably that's the reason i struggle today we struggle today we are not able to you know invite somebody to come and see you know most of the time mo- mostly most of the time in our lives how much we tell others about christ or how aggressive we are in sharing christ to someone else it all depends on how much revelation we have today about christ how much we know about christ how much revelation today we have about jesus christ you know we have that much stuff to go and tell somebody to as we share christ with someone today you know we are not going to read the entire scripture today because it's the entire chapter of john 4 i would like you to open john chapter 4 and just you know just keep that open as we uh, read you know some of the scriptures over there jesus was traveling from judea to galilee through samaria john chapter 4 as jesus was traveling from judea to galilee through samaria as he was tired due to the journey he sat at the well of jacob that's what the word of god says looks like the well is very well outside the city it's not within the city it is little outside the city of samaria a woman of samaria she came to draw water and jesus picked up conversation with her 
And eventually at the end of the conversation, she realized that it was Messiah. That he was Messiah. The moment she realized, she ran into the city and invited everyone to come and see. To come and see. So I just gave a you know, brief introduction to set the context. You know, what really made her to reach out to her community and say, come see. A man who told me, I, I saw a man over there, I saw someone over there, he says he is God. He says he is Christ. He says he is the Messiah. Why don't you come and see who he is? You know, I guess it, it was just a few minutes of conversation that brought such a huge impact in her life that she's able to run into the city and tell people, come and see, come and see. Now, I'm really curious to know what Christ has done to her within that few moments, few minutes. What made her to go and tell to the city men, asking them to come and see. You know, I believe it is the revelation that she received during her conversation with Jesus Christ. We don't do it today. How many of us will go out and then say, tell them, why don't you just come and see what's going on here? Why don't you just come and see, uh, you know, uh, how the way we worship the Lord? We don't have that, I mean, I don't have that guts to go and tell somebody, come and see what we are doing today. But this woman, she spent few minutes with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I really don't know what happened to her. But all that she did, she just went. She ran the, uh, out the moment the conversation came to an end. And she invited people, come and see. What was the revelation that made her to take such a step of introducing our Lord Jesus Christ to that community on that day? You know, I believe we have a responsibility to talk about Christ to our community. And I'm sure, you know, last week he spoke about it. And, you know, that has been a thought continually in our mind. How do we reach how will not how do we make sure we are not making our own tent today and we are sitting in our own tent comfortably how are we trying to reach others how are we trying to include everyone into the same umbrella you know today one thing i don't believe is you know there is a, there is a thinking in our mindset people around us you know they belong to different tradition altogether they are of different color altogether they speak different language i don't believe that because the reason why I don't believe they have the same soul as you and have I have today. Their need for the soul is exactly the same what our souls are in need of today. You know, we need to come out of that situation, that scenario, that, that, that restriction within our mind. And we need to know, Lord, what is my role today to this community? What is my role today? How can I go and tell someone and invite them to come and see? So this is my prayer today as we go further. Let the same revelation that changed that woman on the day. Let's also get that same revelation so that we will be able to go out and tell our community, come and see. Let's go through that scriptures now. Number one, the first revelation, revelation that Jesus Christ gave to her was, he, Jesus said, God is a God of expectation. God is a God of expectation. Let's read verse 7, chapter 4. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. 
give me a drink. I'm not going to read that because we know this story, most of us. Lord Jesus met her. And the moment he met her, he said, give me a drink. Give me a drink. And our God is a God of expectation. Our God is a God of expectation. He came seeking for us. Do we know that? Our God, with great expectation, He came to seeking for us. Not that we went to Him. He came seeking for each and every one of us. In John chapter 19 verse 28, Word of God says, As Jesus was hanging at the cross, one of the seven words that Jesus spoke, He said, I thirst. I thirst. You know, our God is a God of expectation. He always longs for something in our lives. In Matthew 25, Word of God says that the judgment day, on the judgment day, Lord Jesus will be seated on the throne and he will look at the people, those who are standing at the right hand side, and he will tell them, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. He will also look at the people, those who are standing at the left hand side, and he will tell them, I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. What does it mean? Our Lord is still expecting us to give something. Isn't it amazing to think, to know that Lord is expecting us to give something to him? Has to give something to him. You know, it may be any extent. It may be a just just an offering, the offering box. It may be giver dedicating our own life for the service of God. It may go from any from one extent to the other extent. But the truth is, our God is expecting something in our lives. He came expecting something in us that we may satisfy Him. First revelation that women got. God is a God of expectation. You know, today, people out there, they have a different opinion about our God. Not many know that, you know, they can come to Jesus and they can come and accepted by Jesus Christ just as they are. Not many people know about it. You know, the moment you try to invite somebody to the church, they will say that, I don't think, I'm, I don't think I will fit there. I don't think I can come to the church. In a moment they get an impression in their mind thinking that you know they are standing very far away from God. You know, people out there, they have a, such a mindset. It is our responsibility to go and tell them that our God is a God of expectation. You can come to God at any moment just as you are. He will accept you. You know, that's a major difference between our Lord Jesus Christ and the other gods, so-called gods and goddesses. You know, not many gods and goddesses out there can approach, can be approached that easily today. Do you know that? You know, we come across such gods and goddesses, you know, especially in our nation, in, 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 the, in our country. In every street we can see some god or goddesses sitting at the street corner. You know, it, 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 people cannot just approach them just like that. Most of the time, people walk away from those gods and goddesses because they are so afraid of those gods and goddesses. People cannot approach easily. But you know what? Something special about our God, Word of God says, Our God, even though He lives in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, according to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, Word of God says, He still chose to come down for us. And now, He is standing in front of the Samaritan woman, asking her to give her Him a drink. 
Even though he lives in an unapproachable light. No man can see him and be alive. No man can approach him that easily. But still he chose to come down for us. And now he is standing in front of the Samaritan woman. What a revelation it was that she got on the day about God. Until that point of time, never, no one told her, no one spoke to her, no one preached to her that our God is such a God. But the moment on that day she had such an encounter with Lord Jesus Christ. She came to know that even I can go to God. I can approach God. I can talk to God. So people live in our community they don't know about it and we need to go and tell them and invite them to come and see the second revelation the Samaritan woman got on the day from Lord Jesus Christ she came to know that our God is a God of gifts our God is a God of gifts let's read verse 10 and 14 Verse 10 says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is it, who it is, who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Verse 14. Let's read 13 too. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Our God is a God of gifts. A woman who has been so thirst in her life for real love has been offered with such a gift from God. A woman who came to draw water from the well has been offered with living water by our Lord Jesus Christ. In scripture, most of the time, water refers to the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 says, Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty, and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, and my blessing on your offsprings. You know, word of God talks about so much about the spirit of God being poured upon all flesh. Now here, Lord God is standing in front of this woman and he is trying to give the gift of living water into her life. You know, it is a gift of God, I believe, for the following reasons from the same scriptures. First of all, word of God says, it is a living water. There is life in that water. You know, today if we take water, I don't think there is life in that water, even though the water can support life. I don't think there is life in the water. We look at water as a chemical, right? H2O. So we, we look at water as another chemical. It doesn't have life in itself. But the living water that God can give to us, there is life in it. And this living water connects a human like you and me to the source of life. This living water, the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, connects you and me to the source of life. You know, that's how we get living water, life in us. So I believe it's a gift of God because we, I have not done anything to deserve it. I have not done anything to gain it. I believe it is a gift of God. Second reason why I believe it's a gift of God. It, once we drink this water, word of God says, as Jesus was speaking to her, you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again. You know, I, I believe this woman 
having such an immoral life shows that she is thirst for so many things in her life probably maybe thirst for love thirst for money thirst to satisfy the lust of her flesh but now as she is standing in front of Jesus now Jesus is giving her the gift of living water so that she will never thirst again you know that's something special about the Spirit of God you know as we live on this earth we are thirst for so many things maybe for love you know maybe for care by someone else you know always we are thirst for so many things in our lives but you know what when we receive the Spirit of God in our lives when we start drinking from this living water word of God says you will never thirst again we will see such thirst that belong to this world is slowly quenching slowly going away from our lives as we connect ourselves with the water with the source of living water you know that's how we can survive because you know no matter how much people try to satisfy us our nature is we need more we need more we need more in order to get satisfied but you know what once we are connected to the source of living water that satisfaction comes from him the satisfaction comes into our life from him we will never thirst again the third reason why I believe it's living water is a gift from God once we drink it will become a fountain within us it will become a fountain within her that's how Jesus was preaching to her it will become a fountain within her she lost everything in her life can you imagine about this woman who is standing in front of Jesus she lost her family she lost her money she lost many people in her life she lost real love she lost even her status in the society and probably she would have lost so many other things in her life but now Jesus is offering something for her that will never be lost it will continue to come within from herself it will continue to flow from within her you know that's what word of God says talks about the Spirit of God that's the reason we need to be filled with the Spirit of God in our lives because it will never stop it will continually flow in our lives I tell another reason why I believe it's a gift word of God says it will spring up into everlasting life it will spring up into everlasting life NLT says it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life giving them the eternal life so what gives eternal life the Spirit of God the Spirit that comes from within us it doesn't stop here it will even take us to the eternity I believe it's a gift of God I'm sure all of you will agree with me certainly it's a gift of God the second reason why she was inviting people to come and see is just she got a revelation that the one who is standing in front of her is the God of gifts is the God of gifts number three she came to a realization very quickly the one who is standing in front of her is more than a prophet it's not just a prophet he's more than a prophet verses 16 and to 19 John chapter 4 Jesus said to her go call your husband and come here verse 17 the woman answered and said I have no husband Jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly Jesus came to her asking for water he promised a gift of living water and eternal life still he is standing in front of her now suddenly she realized a 
he's a prophet he's a prophet because Jesus could reveal what is going on in her life which probably would not have known to a Jew even though it was known to her community Jesus as an outsider he would not have known about the secrets that is hidden in her life but the moment Jesus talked about her life she realized it's a, he's a prophet verse 29 tells let's read verse 29 come and see at the end of the conversation she says come and see who told me all things that I ever did could this be the Christ come and see because he told all the things which I ever did in my life theologians say there are 351 prophecies were fulfilled in the birth in the life and the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ not only he fulfilled prophecies he was also a prophet or more than a prophet by himself and a prophet is a title used for our Lord Jesus Christ in many places in the scripture especially in the Gospels we also know as he was sitting with the disciples disciples had a question Lord how do we know when the end of the age comes how do we know you are coming back to this world and you know what Jesus disciple Jesus said he started speaking about the things which are yet to come yet to happen the signs of the end of the age signs of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ he was a prophet and he is a prophet today and this woman received such a great revelation of knowing Jesus as a prophet she couldn't contain it within herself the moment she came to know he is a prophet she went to the community and told come and see come and see the question you and I need to ask today do we have such a revelation about Lord Jesus Christ you know if we don't have such a revelation about Jesus Christ I agree with you we don't have anything to tell anybody about Christ and today God is asking this church to walk into that revelation to know more about God to know more about Jesus Christ you know as we listen to these scriptures I want you to think and spend your time thinking about Lord how do I know more about you how do I get this such a revelation in my life number four reason why she was able to go into her town and invite everyone to come and see I believe number four reason God she came to know just now that God is a God who seeks worshippers God is a God who seeks worshippers let's read verse 19 to 24 the woman said to him sir I perceive that you are a prophet our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that this in say that in say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship Jesus said to your woman believe me the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father you worship what you do not know we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews Jesus is saying you are a Samaritan you may not know what you are worshipping but I know what I worship because I am a Jew verse 23 but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in truth and spirit this revelation of Christ you know knocked all the history she knew 
about her ancestors and i believe because she had a you know understanding about worship and she also had a little bit theology about worship and the moment jesus spoke this she had to throw away all that knowledge she had about worship and about her forefathers because jesus revealed quite a few secrets about true worship to her and i believe it is true even for today he said so many things you know within the few scriptures he said the hour is coming the hour is coming the hour is coming when the true worshipers will worship god everywhere not only in this mountain not only in jerusalem worshipers will start worshiping god everywhere he spoke futuristic he spoke prophetic the hour has just started on the day of pentecost and it started from there then after you know it continued and even today we worship the lord wherever we are today we are able to close our eyes and we are able to worship god in truth and in spirit and he said true worshipers worship the father in spirit and truth that means if we don't worship the father in spirit and in truth we fake the worship we fake the worship that's not a true worship that's not a true worship he says true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth now can we worship the father without spirit and without truth yes we may be able to worship but it may not be a true worship it may be a fake worship you know we hear about so many kinds of worships going on across but god expects us to worship in spirit and in truth and he also said father is seeking such worshipers father is seeking such such worshipers you know i have seen churches seeking for worshipers can you ever heard about it father is seeking for such worshipers you know how important how much important it is that today that you and i are made to worship we need to worship god and word of god also says his father is not just seeking worshipers father is seeking such worshipers what kind of worshipers those who can worship him in truth and spirit and also he said in verse 24 there is one amazing secret that he revealed god is spirit god is spirit i'm sure all those things were so new to for this samaritan woman god is spirit what a revelation it was it clearly says god is not a mud god is not a wood god is not steel god is not gold god is not bronze or silver or you know water god is not sun he is not moon or he is not air or he is not snake god is spirit god is spirit you know this is the revelation we need today our community needs today our people around this world they need today if we have this revelation i would like to say here we will not go behind people we will not go behind people we will worship god because god is spirit god cannot be assumed in any other form god cannot be given a shape of a human god cannot be seen in somebody today god cannot be followed you know as we follow some human on this world god is spirit nobody can replace him no one can attribute god to himself because god is spirit those who worship must worship in spirit and truth 
for a New Testament believer there is no other worship mentioned in the word of God while worshiping our mouth should speak the truth and our spirit should connect with the Holy Spirit with God himself because God himself is spirit we don't try to differentiate Holy Spirit is spirit and God is an object no spirit beings spirit beings as we worship our mouth speaks the truth and our spirit connects with this with God himself and Holy Spirit helps us to do that Holy Spirit enables us to worship as we speak to God as we as we worship him you know after listening to such truths from Jesus she would have felt I believe the life was being injected into her bloodstream life was just coming into her into her being today as she was listening I believe she's so kind of puffed up with such a revelation of Christ as just Jesus revealed those things to her and she ran immediately into the city calling people to come and see today you and I need such a revelation the final revelation that she got that she came to know he's the Messiah verse 25 the woman said to him I know that Messiah is coming when he comes he will tell us all things Jesus said to her I who speak to you am he I who speak to you am he you know something she never thought and never dreamt about it just took place in her life her conversation started when Jesus appeared to be a traveler at the well side asking to drink later she realized he is much more than a traveler as she started opening up about the gifts of the living water and the eternal life for her surprise she came to a realization that he was a prophet or much more than a prophet now she's amazed the way God spoke about him and the worship and he, she came to know that he is God Almighty he is the creator he is the son of man he is the Alpha and the Omega he is an eternal king and now she has come to a realization that he is the Messiah he is the Messiah and what of God says we understand she already heard about Messiah she knew that Messiah is going to come she also knew that the Messiah is going to come and tell and teach the truth but she never realized that the one standing in front of her is the Messiah the moment Jesus told her I'm the Messiah who speaks the truth you know she would have been awestruck by the very fact that he is God who's standing in front of her you know this revelation you know made her not to contain that within herself she ran and said to the men come and see what's going on here and I was thinking what made her to go and tell Jesus to that community I believe Samaritan woman she got such a deep revelation of Christ within few minutes of conversation with Jesus he opened his, her mind he opened her heart to see who the real Messiah is and it was the revelation of Christ made her to go and tell her community about our God and Savior Jesus Christ you know it is so sad today being born in a Christian family being taught from my childhood onwards after reading and learning so many scriptures in my life all along 
after listening to so many sermons after getting so much of revelation about Christ even after getting the call of God to serve for him living in a spiritual life knowing that God answers my prayer knowing and experiencing the power of God in my life I do not have the urge within me to go and tell someone come and see what Christ can do to me do to you you know I really doubt about my proclamation that I am a born-again believer if I'm not able to tell this after experiencing Christ so much within me I doubt about myself if God can do such thing to that woman within a few minutes and if she can grasp so much about our God Almighty and she get carry that revelation into the life of others today you and I we need to question we need to question we need to question this woman who was living such a sinful life the moment Jesus revealed himself to her was moved with the passion to invite others was moved with the passion to invite others you know you for us if that's not the motivation today then there is something wrong in us we need to admit I need to admit if we don't feel like inviting people to come and see hundred percentage I am sure that I don't know Christ yet if I'm not able to tell to someone about Christ what he can do to me if it's not it's not within me it's not built within me I believe hundred percentage I believe I don't know about Christ yet we fake ourselves we put a holy figure we mask ourselves and word of God says we are hypocrites we deceive God and we deceive people saying that we are Christians now God wants us to repent from such states today God wants us to repent from such states knowing so much about Christ we have a responsibility today you know we become so accustomed to such revelation of God today when we give such a get such a revelation of Christ I mean we all get goosebumps and we talk about it and we do nothing about it we just leave it and go we enjoy it within ourselves we experience within ourselves and today God is asking how long you want to do this how long you want to do this and God is not happy about our worship God is not happy about our preaching God is not happy about our church if we continue to do that continue to contain it keep it within ourselves even though she was an outcast in the community Jesus revealed himself to her the moment she got the revelation she forgot who she was all that she could remember is about Christ you know when we get such a revelation we get carried away by the revelation of Christ in our lives and all that we need to ask Lord show yourself to me it's not enough how much I know about you show yourself to me Lord revelation of Christ doesn't require knowledge or education revelation about Christ doesn't require anything at all in fact the more we try to fill our minds with the knowledge of the world the more we stuff ourselves with, with, the, with the anything that the Holy Spirit is not the author of. Did you listen to that? When we try to fill our stuff, our life, with anything else for which the Holy Spirit is not the author, we tend to question God. 
we tend to doubt God. The more and more we fill our lives with so much of knowledge of this world, we tend to question God. But the moment revelation of Christ came to her life, she accepted without any question. She just accepted without any complaints. She got such a deep conviction so deep in her heart that she was moved by Christ and she ran into her village, into her town and invited everybody to come and see. I believe church this is a time that we need to come out of our comforts and we need to start telling about Christ to others. In order to do that we need to prepare ourselves and find out who Christ is for us today. What Christ is for us today. And only when we know about who Christ is today in our lives, we will have such a deep conviction in our hearts to go and share with somebody about Christ. And we will be asked one day, I died for you. What have you done to me? What have you done for me? We can't go and stand before God on the day empty-handed. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go and stand before God. Lord, I couldn't bring anything today. I have come just with an empty hand in front of you. I don't want to do it today. I don't want to do it that way. I don't know about you. What are we, what are we going to tell him? God is going to ask us questions. You know, I have given you so much of education in the scripture. You know so much about me. What have you done to me? We need to account for those years and days and years and wasted in our lives. But at least now. At least now, can we take the decision to tell Christ to someone else in our community? Let's close our eyes.